Monk. All right, welcome to episode 75 of the Summer of Miles podcast. We're a few weeks out from the 2022 Sir Walter Myler. We have a very special episode today. We were we are over at the house of Raleigh running legend Mike Shea with his daughter Mary Shea, who had multiple national records, one still, which we'll talk about later. Of course, we have uh, Sandy here with me today, and we have expert fact checker analyst Gail Halfley with us. So Gail's all, and I'm just going to jump right in. Gail's also helped me get to where I was with my own running. She coached me in high school, and uh, she's done a lot of coaching. And so, Gail, thanks for being with us today. Happy to be visiting with the Shays again. I know. I yes, know. yes. Gail helped us set this up, so we're very excited to talk about kind of the history of rally running and, of course, yeah. uh, Mary's career a little bit, too. So, Sandy, why don't you, you kick us off? Absolutely. Well, it's good to be here. We're, we're in the home of the Shays, so thank you for letting us be in your home. But I'm going to start with you, Mike. Mike, what got you into running? Have you always been into running? What, what was kind of your first steps into the sport? Well, after reading your notes there. I thought first got me into running was when I would run to work. I was in the eighth grade in Vermont and uh, as soon as school was over we would run the boys to get their job. The first one there got the job and uh, I got the job most of the time. <laughs> and so I would get paid a penny and a half or two cents for setting up a string of Poland pins, ten pins, they like that. I got where it was just something I like to do. It was a fun thing, plus a money maker. Yeah. <laughs> well, then, how, and then, obviously, you did that. That's what got you into competitive running. What brought you to NC State to eventually be on the team? Uh, my wife. <laughs> uh, I was at Fort Bragg, and. Uh, I won a few races down there, and so I met this girl, and uh, she was wonderful. <laughs> and anyway, uh, after three weeks, I knew she was the girl I asked to marry me. She said yes. Three weeks. And, couldn't even wait a month. <laughs> well. She was going to explain what she'd been take one to get a year to get to know me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we waited another three or four months and then got married. But uh, it was a matter of what to do. It was a recession out at the time. I was at Fort Bragg. I resigned and came here with no job. <clears throat> so she taught me to go to school. And uh, I didn't. I mean, to me, the state and Carolina were the same. I would never think that now, but back then, it was the only difference was 28 miles. Uh, but if I, so anyway, she didn't. She wanted me to stay here, possibly because her family was all here. Mine was scattered all over the country, and uh, so that didn't matter. I do that. But, uh, and then you you ended up you ran on the team. Oh yeah, I I was all army champion. Okay. So you were in the military. Yeah. That's and that's what brought you down I, here. I had little things go up like that. Okay. He was in the Korean War. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, and running got me out of it and sent me to Tokyo and I was a, from the front lines and went to Tokyo, which is a good deal, I'll tell you. And that was to compete? To compete. Okay. But I got shit sweat so bad I couldn't do it, so they sent me back to Korea. And uh, <laughs> so when I finished my tour there, they sent me to Fort Bragg. And, uh, so that's what got you close to the triangle. Yeah, I came up here and met this girl. Yeah. That was it. So now when you joined the team, um, you ended up having a very successful career, which led to an ACC championship personally in the two-mile. Am I correct on that? Yes. What was your time? Uh, 9.25 wow. for the two miles. You beat this boy from <laughs> Carolina. Well, Jimmy Beatty... I beat him only. Oh wow! Two okay. times or three, maybe I—I I think it was two, but it could have been three times. But uh, but he beat me probably thirty times. <laughs> He's more of a miler, so you can take him in the two mile, right? Yeah. No, he could do that. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing, he got invited to the Olympic trials, but unfortunately, there was some sort of mix-up, and 
it dad didn't find out state was going to send them and it was too late so what would this have been like 56 yes okay that's australian olympics so something had to happen that weekend and it didn't so my dad didn't get to go just like that it was just a technical thing well what it was they didn't know whether i should go or not we got confused and uh i was i had a baby up in virginia on the cross-country course by 50 100 yards with 300 yards to go, and I turned on the wrong place and went down to some gates, and I got beat by 100 yards or so, whatever, anyway. It was questionable, and then we had another questionable thing, so they said if I could win down in Houston, they had what they called the media champions, the Southern Conference, the Southeastern Conference, ACC, and the Southwestern Conference. And they took the guy who went first place in each event and paid their way there, which state was really close to the money then. We didn't have a whole lot of money until David Thompson came. Mm. When David Thompson came, people were glad to give. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some things never change. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, Mr. Clarkson, the athletic director, told me he would send me to San Francisco. Yeah. I won down there. I won. Beat the kid that won the national championship in cross country being new. It was a terrible day. Hundred and some degrees Oof. in June. And uh, everyone was scared to run. Yeah. But me. <laughs> I won even hotter because I figured my all that military was, training, yeah. <laughs> well, more than that, uh, I tell myself it really won't affect me. I said, these guys don't worry about it. And sure enough, I took it out like mad, and they didn't go with me. Uh-uh. And uh, so I ran 15 minutes and 10 seconds or something for the 5,000 5,000, yeah. Or three miles, and I can't remember which it was, three miles, whatever it was, they were doing both the time. And uh, so then they were to send me there. But somehow or another, the secretary left early, didn't have the things right. And anyway, when they, they got that information that I was accepted at San Francisco for the trials, uh, it was too late to buy that, so I missed it, which was a real good deal for me because that way I finished state in three years instead of four. And I got a job at a state staying on. If I had gone there, I would have not had the opportunity to get that vacancy that came up. I, I wouldn't have gone on and tried to finish up quickly. Like yeah. That. Well, you've been really involved at, of course, NC State, and then really the local, the running community. Talk. I would love to hear, Mike, just a little bit about, and obviously your family was big into running, but kind of some of those early years in terms of your involvement at State and then really just with coaching um, in the, the local running community. Well, it was always a fun job. It was something that people wanted to do. Now, it's true that we had very few girls going there. We had Julie and Gail and Mary coming in there, but uh, there just weren't that many. We had to go all over. We'd get in the car, the station wagon, drive to New York City, get to Van Cortland Park, run, get to her and drive back here, all the same thing. Get in the car, drive to Kansas City, run, get in the car, drive right back here, which was stupid. <laughs> I, mean, I could have killed my kids. Well, there's a story that Gail told us, or maybe it was a rumor, that you sometimes wouldn't even stop the car you would just switch drivers. There would, you, they would switch drivers as the car was going, just to just to get there in time. Is yeah. that <laughs> that's true? That's true. <laughs> well, what what was the running community like? I mean, I know we've talked a little, and you said a little bit that this was kind of the some of the first women to really kind of get involved, and you were a part of that. But what was the running jogging community like here in Raleigh during those early some of those years? Oh. Uh. Almost non-existent. Non-existent. I mean, we did have them, but we thought, in so many ways, I remember Dr. Johnson and Duke would run a mile each day. They thought that was great. A mile. Yeah. Mr. Durr, our head coach, 
who was a fantastic person, just one of the most wonderful fellows I've ever known. He was good to everybody. But he would say, now, these boys are students first. You've got them for an hour, and that includes their warm-ups. So when they warm up, get your workout in, and train down a little bit, which was very little training down. But, and, and he stuck with that, and, uh, and it worked because most everybody else did the same thing. Yeah. But then when? Who were the great Hungarian runners? Igloy, remember the Igloy, it was their coach there. They had three guys running under four minutes back in the middle of the 60s for Tabori, Ahara. They were 20, 30 seconds ahead of our best times in the two miles in this country. I mean, our best time in this country was a half a minute behind them first couple of guys here in Hungary, and they defected in 56, uh -huh. Tabori did, and came over here, and lived next to me in Chapel Hill, we got this, I was in, working on my master's, and because uh, even though they gave me the job as a BS, the dean let me know he expected me to get my master's, which was the same as you better get out, you won't be here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, uh, they built his brand new apartments and he was there and he got everyone on the Carolinas team that were distance runners except Beatty and Skurlock. Skurlock was a, a sub-50. Uh, well, Skurlock was running 147, I mean 148, 149, wow. which was really good back there. And, uh, but Dale Ranson would keep those two under his thing, but he let him take the others. An amazing thing happened to me. These guys that I knew from high school that were the best runners in their school, whether they were from whereabouts in uh, North Carolina, but they were running like two minutes and a half mile, and I, I can't remember that so many times there, but uh, Igloid got a hold of them, and these kids that were running two minutes, which was pretty good for our high school boys, and all of a sudden they were running 156, 155. And it wasn't like one or two, it was three or four of them. I said, wow, there's something going on here, you know. And it was, he wasn't restricted by an hour to run like that. And he had them working out, running out to the golf course in the morning and things, and running so slow, it just was surprising. How can you get anywhere going slow? You could go 100 miles slow and still be a slow runner, my thinking. But he didn't run them 100 miles, but he ran them enough that they would get that long, slow distance. But then he would get faster stuff on the track, but not as often, not near as often as we did. But their times came down like that. And Al Bueller was going to uh, Carolina to get his master's at about the same time. And he, in a sense, almost lived with a Harris. He was trying to learn all he could from him, and I didn't. And, and I learned real good. Wow. <laughs> and he's got a trail named after him now. So. Yeah. yeah Everett <laughs> Duke, yeah, the Albular Trail. What? So talk, um, Mike, a little bit about with some of your, you know, your kids went, did you encourage them to run, or was that something they wanted to do on their own, knowing your history? Well, I think I can't remember most. I know on Julie's it was in the backyard here. She was four years younger than John, right? She was four, three or four years younger. And he was jumping with the neighborhood kids. They would put their sticks down and run and long jumping. You'd have your sticks down, might maybe move it like that. And Julie says, let me do it. And they said, no, you girl. She said, let me do it. That John says, okay. Now these boys that he was jumping with were a couple years older than him. So some of these could be five or six years older than her. She beat them all. She jumped like that. I said, whoa, there's something here, you know. She's got the leg strength. Huh? And uh, and she just went up from there. She ran in a hockey in a race. And uh, it was the fastest time in the nation for a girl. Uh, 11 years old or something like that. Fred Hurd ran the race off. He sent the results into a newsletter which became Runner's World. 
And uh, they wrote back and they said, one, they want to check the distance, two, if the time was really right, and three, if she was really that age or, you know, like that. Send her the birth certificate. So he certified all these things. And uh, and then Julie was just one, she just loved it. She just would do it to the point that uh, I'd have her do certain things, still limited in my mindset somewhat. She was reading about Cheryl Bridges, who later became the mother of, was it Flanagan? Yeah, Cheryl Trudewardy, yeah. And uh, she was on the cover of Runner's World, or whatever they called it back then. It was, but uh, she would see what she was doing. And here's a 11, 12 year old girl reading about that stuff. And stuff. So she would sneak off. We'd have her do that. She had this problem at State. She had some wonderful coaches here. She had Russ Combs and Jack Bassler, Jack was her coach too, yeah. but Julie would sneak off on them too and get an extra mileage. She was getting in 60 miles an hour a week when others were not getting that, I mean in the longer thing, sometimes 70. Uh, of course it did its toll on her, but uh, she never had an injury from the time she was 11 years old until she was... 19. She ran through it, but then she found out she wasn't an iron horse, then she really started to pile up on her. That's the deal. Yeah. So Mary, was that some of it, so obviously with Julie, with you know, with her running, she's, how much older is she? A year and a half. A year and a half. So you saw her at, from a young age, you know, yeah. playing in the backyard, doing long jump, being competitive. Did you say, oh, I want to do that, or was it like, uh, I might get around to it? I played basketball in grade school, you know, uh-huh. and some, but what enticed me was my dad would take us on these trips, but you had to run. <laughs> so I wanted to go to New York, and it was really fun. Road racing back then, you got really neat awards, especially when we got older. But um, I didn't get to go to St. Louis because I didn't work out, and it was like, it hurt. You know, but that was my motivation. I just kind of enjoyed that. But the one thing that was, Julie would knock herself out to fainting almost all the time. I never could push myself rarely to the point that I was going to faint. But she did. She would like faint at the finish line. (laughs) So, um, but later as I got older, but before I jump into that, one of the things you're asking about my dad um, and Dad, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but he's helped start Junior Olympics here. Wow. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, now I was just shocked when my nephew was running at grade school level. There's so many teams, huge teams. We didn't even have a team at Gibbons. There were like three of us. And that was back in 79 um, when I graduated. So in, in high school, yeah, it was, it was just so small. But Junior Olympics was a huge deal. I think a big change for running in North Carolina, mm-hmm. and I think Junior Striders kind of came on yeah, we in were the a time of Junior Olympics, after Junior Olympics. But Dad and A.C. Lenarude, I don't know if you all remember that, you don't know that I'm name. Not, this guy's a statistician, he died. But he would clock all of the races at State, he would jog himself on the track there. At the same pace, but a talking pace. But Dad would have a whole crew, and Parks and Recreation would co-sponsor with Dad all these Junior Olympics. And um, it really sent a lot of people to nationals. And this scale this was is, in Junior Yeah, Olympics. this is probably answering some questions we've had over the years about this, because we know uh, the U.S. cross championships were held at Meredith twice, I think in the 80s. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you probably had something to do with that, too, because I know I ran Junior Olympics in the early 90s at Meredith. I'd help, but I, before then, in the early 70s, we had the National Championship Cross Country Junior Olympics. Somehow we got it early because my kids were always going off to... Was it state? Was it, yeah. was it state? I, I think, think it was on our cross country course yeah. at state. Was that wow. the one that was around Weisinger Brown, the WB? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, when, when it was, before that building was there. Yeah, yeah that was our cross country course. Yeah. We had four or five different courses because we had different age Maybe groups with different uh-huh. things. Yeah, you had like the, the 3K, the 4K, 5K. We were so fortunate to have it because when they gave it to us, uh, it was a matter of could we get it done. Uh-huh. 
Well, I talked to the news observer and editor said, sure, and he let Gene Cherry help. Gene nice. Cherry was incredible. Yeah, Gene still comes to our, our race. Oh, nice. Oh, great I can He's a great friend of Dad's. Right, that's yeah. good to know. Yeah, Gene's a great guy. But anyway, uh, he did that, and Leroy Walker, who was yeah. the Olympic coach at the time, came uh-huh. over to meet the kids and had a thing, and the state said sure they'd do it. I was no longer with the track team, uh, but uh, I still was close with them. And so we got the track and it. State's football team had just gotten Lou Holtz a couple of years before. And I went to see him to make sure that everything would be all right if I could use the track at that time. They had just played two football games and they'd lost them both. They lost to Furman and they lost to Wake Forest. Two teams they were supposed to beat after having a good season before. And that's when I saw them after they lost to Wake Forest. I said, Lou, I need to have a thing if I can use the track, otherwise I have to find some other place. Because the cross country course through the loop, it was interesting, down the street. And I said, but if you're going to bowl game, he said, bowl game? They were 0-2 against the two weakest teams in their schedule. (laughs) He said, no, you know, we're not going anywhere. Uh, and so he told me I'm going to have to track. Darn it, they didn't win every game after that. <laughs> Go to the Blue Bonnet Bowl, and it was a scheduled workout that day that National Junior Olympics were right there at Raleigh, which we had the cafeteria uh-huh. for the kids to come in and eat. We had restrooms open. I mean, because we'd been to meets like in Van Corlin Park, where you couldn't go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were in trouble. They had a bathroom there, but when you got uh, hundreds of kids uh, for two baths, some things never change. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Lou, I went over and I see him. I said, "Wow!" And he said, "Oh, that's right. I remember seeing you at the door." Now, he says, "We'll move." Instantly, he did that. He took a got transportation to take the guys out to Carter Stadium to park instead of there. Now, if there had been any question with the athletic director on who was going to get the track down there, you know, who had it, 90, no, 101 times out of 100 it'd be, he was such a great guy about that. I remember that was good. And then the mate went off really good. It, yeah, your, well, your impact on the, this local running, I know you're being modest, it's really profound. I mean, I'm a product of the Junior Striders, which, I, you know, I said earlier, but Mike would come out when uh, his daughter Julie was coaching, and their um, Julie's two sons were out there running around with myself, and you'd come out and do pacing with us on Thursdays. It was pacing Thursdays, I'll never forget, and that was such a gift. And um, So I'm a product, but another product too, and I'm going to bring Gail in here for a second. Gail, just talk a little bit about when you first met the Shays. It's not even a question for them per se, I just, wanna, just so you can kind of get some context where you met the Shays, and then just some of the impact they had, Mike, and y'all had in terms of women's running. What, would that was li- what, would that, what was that like during that time? It- well, I don't know if you guys remember this, but I met you when you were we were all swimming on the swim team at the faculty club. I remember. And after practice, you would go run around that little go- the par three golf course that's now going away because of the belt line. Though. Right, right. And we, do you remember this, Mary? And I was started running with y'all around the golf course. And then you invited me to, you told my dad to bring me down to the state track in the mornings during the summers when you were had the, your swim program. And we would go run, and then we'd come in the pool and swim. So I grew up running with these girls, and I'm, I'm between the Mary and Julie in age, so yeah. I ran again with him my whole life. So, and Mike was the kind of coach, he was the kind of guy that you'd be down on the track and there'd be people running and he'd just gather people up and create a workout for all of us. Yeah. He'd just recruit people to come, okay, we're going to do 400s today, guys. <laughs> and uh, so it was a lot of fun and it was low key and, you know, we trained with everybody. We trained with guys, we trained with old men we trained with it didn't matter we just it was a small community so yeah and there wasn't a ton of opportunity for for mostly girls but for women at that at that point there were and i don't know if you remember this mike but you did the marathon do you remember when you did the dirt you were the meet director for the durham Durham yeah i do remember and i ran as an 11 year old girl (laughs) and i you, you get i found a certificate that you wrote for me because i had to be unofficial 
I remember like when you won the Lynchburg race. That was a few years out. after that, yeah. I run, and the only reason I won the Lynchburg was because Julie got in trouble and you wouldn't let her go. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> the other thing that I remember, I didn't know till years later, my dad, it was just like Gail was saying, and I didn't really remember that, you know, and I vaguely, I kind of remember that now, but, you know, you bust yourself when you're running, uh-huh. and he'd be talking to people, so he made up our times. A lot of times. Don't tell him that. He did. He's on 65. He told us what he thought our miles would have been. Because he, he wasn't paying attention. <laughs> that's, actually, that's where he learned the great pacing. He, he was guessing. And there was only one person out there with a stopwatch most of the time, and it was so, him. So here we were, and he said he knew we would be really upset because we were working so hard, and we didn't, he didn't even know how fast we were going. <laughs> but people would come by because they had their kids, or they had interests in that, and they actually said, and by that time, the kid was going by or two, and I... You know, four minutes, ten seconds. <laughs> well, speaking of times, I mean, you know, of course, Mary, we have you here. You you have some just impressive times you ran in high school, obviously, that led to an incredible career. Talk about some of just, you know, I know we have a few written down here. What kind of stands out to you as some of the times you remember places and times from from some of your high school records? Um, well, I remember in the the last statement state meet that I ran, I won, won the 800, 880, I think, the mile and the two mile, which was one of my best. And none of them were my best times, but you know, yeah, I was just hoping to kind of squeak by Triple in the crown. half. Yeah. Was I think it was at Hope County. And the meet was really quick then, so you might have had that might have been within the span of an hour, right? I don't know. I it don't know was. I remember was. the meet was quick. Yeah, um, I think it was finals. But I I think it. I don't remember if it was my senior year, I think, yeah, when I ran in Walnut, California, and I got the national, the American record, because I just beat Joan by a little bit. She led the whole race, but about 200, 220, and I'm not a fast person, but somehow with the 220 to go or so, I passed her, and I was able to hang on. And that was the so 10K was, Yeah, that was the 10K, and actually the... The interesting part of that, I was with one of my best friends who moved out there, and I was staying with her for like a week or two. And I had a really hard time getting my workouts well, uh-huh. you know, and um, I was kind of afraid. I think I even called Dad and said something about my times because I wasn't, you know, doing that well. But anyway, we went and saw Jaws, and we went to Taco Bell. <laughs> and I had a milkshake and tacos. and. It's all you, I, need. All you need. For lunch. And that <laughs> evening, I ended up winning the race, so it was... Well, I want to make, make a point. When I, ran, yeah, yeah. when I won a race like that, I felt really good, though, you know, during the race. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes you just, it's like, and then other times, um, like when I ran cross country, not in high school, but in, after, in college, I think it was my sophomore year. My freshman year, when it was at State, it was, it was at Meredith, was it Meredith? Fairgrounds. There was uh-huh. nationals there. I was way back close to last, and the next year I won the same race. In Pocatello, Idaho, so I oh, wow. I wasn't as consistent in college like I was in high school. Well, well that 10K t- you're talking about, that time still stands as the national record. Oh, does it? Yeah, you still hold the national high school 52. record. But we were talking about this yesterday. The thing that was impressive to me is in 79 when you set these records, in April you'd set the, the two-mile record, oh, 10.03, yeah. in Fort Lauderdale. Yep. And then you went to Columbia, Maryland to, for the 5K record, and then you went to Walnut. So you guys were all over yeah. the place. Like I did a lot of road racing too. I did Bonnie Bell, and then I did the ten, Trevera Ten Mile Twosome. Do you remember Ellison Goodall? Yeah. Ellison Dude. and um, uh, oh gosh, I can't believe I forgot his name. Um, the other top runner for the mail, they beat us. I ran with Tom Fleming. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of what his name is at the moment. But anyway, but I would do back to back sometimes. Wow. One of those, another interesting one, it was after the 10, the, I did the 10 mile twosome and my dad had a friend, what was your friend's name? From Kurt Steiner. Kurt Steiner from the New York Roadrunners wanted me to run in Prospect Park the next day. So I said I would and I was just, you know, I can't remember, I think I'd stayed in a hotel because they put you up. Mm-hmm. And I went on the subway to get there and I saw all these people with running numbers on so I followed them and they went to Rockaway Beach. So I got to the beach, and I walked up and told them I was an invited runner, <laughs> Ocean. And then I realized 
I was in the wrong place. But I ran the race anyway. It was actually one of my best races, too. Wow. So was it, a, um, obviously, you know, that year, a tremendous amount of success. Was it a foregone conclusion that you would go to NC State? Did you consider other universities um, for collegiate I didn't running? really think about it too much. I know um, University of Richmond and a few others had offered a scholarship, but I think people thought I would, you know, go because I, I ran a lot with my sister, especially in high, toward at the end of high school. Cause okay. Really not until my, probably my junior year did I get serious with my running and one of the biggest things that helped me in 1976, I have little things motivate me. And um, you got a, a patch if you ran 1,776 miles that year. And I still have that patch. Wow. <laughs> I would takes, run in yeah. place in the house if I hadn't run. Maybe it was whatever the weather was. There was some reason. And Dad remembers I was diligent. I was going to get that patch. The other thing, um, which probably was in, I'm trying to remember if it was high school. Yeah, it probably went at the end of high school too. Julie and I were counselors at the Florida Distance Camp in Brevard, North Carolina. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know how we didn't get killed running up and down what we did, roots and everything. Uh -huh. Arts Lobe or something was the name yeah, of the Yeah, the Arts Lobe Trail. Yeah. I mean, it was. And we ran with all these kids, and that was our job, was to run with the kids, kind of, you know. And we did, and I won the Maggie Valley race, yeah, know, the five-mile. Yeah. That was uh -huh. one of my best races ever. But I think it really pushed my running because for that whole however many weeks it was. A I couple forgot weeks. about that one. That was, I think and you Jeannie held a 5K. You held the 5K road record for a long time from that race. Five yeah, it was a five-miler, five but then they, yeah, they stopped mile. running five-milers or something. Okay. And then they don't run that race anymore. But Patty Catalano was in that. Was it? It was down, and you turned around and came back. So it was gradual down and gradual back right. in the um, like like eight o'clock at night. Uh -huh. and, uh, yeah, it was fine. in the dark, and my dad was shocked because I was ahead of him. <laughs> and he was like, "But again, that was just." I was running in the race with her. There was a thousand people in the race. Sure. Yeah. And I, Patty Lyons, who was Patty Catalano. That's right. She was cleaning up all over the country. And so when I got there, before we got to the turnaround point, here comes Mimi. That's I was expecting Patty, you know, I couldn't believe it. And then I, Patty and I came about 50 yards behind her. And I said, wow, I wanted to get finished so I could see what <laughs> But I went down around the thing and came back. And, yeah. Found out she held on. I had no idea she could beat her. She didn't either, but yeah. she would pull one of those things off. Julie had gotten stung by a bee at the end of camp, so she wasn't able to run. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's how I ended up, because Julie would have run. But yeah. Um, what was it like, you know, when you went to state? Because y'all had y'all had some impressive teams. And, yeah. Um, did y'all end up winning a A W I? I said it, I said it perfect yeah. yesterday. Gail yeah, with fact check. Thank you, Gail. Yeah, we won two of them, the back-to-back -back nationals. And um, the second one I did a lot better. The first one I didn't do very well, but the rest of my teammates did. Okay. You know, and, um, and of course, Julie did and, and Betty Springs. Um, so, and, and just recently, you know, um, Kim Sharp, who was also on the championship team, she came down for the Syracuse game. And so we all went to that and I think it's called Sammy's that, yeah. and yes. we watched the Nationals so that was a lot of fun. Oh that's, that's cool. Oh, that's yeah. great. A couple of the others from the team. Um, you were and at that point Jack Bachelor was the coach correct? And so that uh, was your, your well, and Julie's actually, coach? Yeah we had two um, Jack and Raleigh both were coaches. Okay. okay. And we had he, Jack was like a distance consultant but he was our coach and a couple of the others that we and then they did stuff together as well. Okay. Um, and Lisa Beck also was at that and Yvonne Hendrick when we were watching the Nationals, so that okay. was really kind of neat. Well, and then just a little bit about your kind of post-collegiate or when you when you kind of transitioned to more, I guess, professional running. Who did you run under and what were some of the I, I didn't really go to professional running per se. I ran for Nike. You was know, it Athletics West? No, Julie did. Okay. Julie did, but at the time we were running, they were just, the prize money for races had just started, and I think you were allowed to have so much for room and board or something mm -hmm. like that. They had some kind well, of thing. Sponsorship so, was so you would you could win some money in races but there were there were stipulations so you weren't really professionals if you followed whatever rules that, that was. So it really hadn't gotten gotten too far. Okay. I ran for Nike, um, like 
spent like um, for about a, a year and a half or so. I ran well in Boston, but um, I'm also, you know, we've grown up Catholic, you know, our church is just down here. That's right. And I had been discerning my vocation, whether I was called to be a Catholic sister, you know, for a lot, since I was in high school. But um, so I put things on the back burner, but I did my field placement in social work while I was at state at Catholic Social Services, and I was doing things with the sisters. And I decided if I ran well at Boston, that would be my signal that I'll keep running for a little longer. I did, but um, just to make a long story short, my co Jack had um, wanted Julie and I to train in Boulder, Colorado, because okay. he and Jeff Galloway, you know, he yeah. was an Olympian, yeah. they trained there. And um, we went to Vail, sorry. We went to Vail and we ran in Boulder for a race. But while I was there, we did nothing but running and swimming. And and it was. And I read a book on Mother Teresa. Uh. And it was, at least for me, it was the end of my running career. Because <laughs> reading all of the things, you know, the things that she did. Sure, huh? You know, for the poor and all. And at least psychologically, I don't know what happened. I did so-so in the race in Denver. And then less than a month later, I don't know, maybe two months later, Jack is saying, are you sure you still want to run? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even run practices hardly. I just, I didn't have it. I would try to run. And, and then eventually Nike, you know, we had a Nike retreat and then I got, I kind of got let go. Uh, yeah. But one thing we did want to talk about from around that time was in 1980, the Olympic trials. Yeah. Uh, you and Julie finished first and second in what was an exhibition race, oh, but yeah. because there was no 5K right. in the 1980 Olympics for women, yeah. which the U.S. didn't participate anyway. But what was that like finishing first and second in a race like that? Oh, it was great. It was a rainy, rainy day, so it was perfect for running. I kind of remember that trying to run underneath where the stands were warming up and all. But um, it was like a lot of the other college races, you know, when we were running well or even like when we ran in austin you know because you know when you're in sync yeah it's just so much easier like at the end when i wasn't you know it was it was tough so it, well it was neat and now hearing about eugene now and a new mm -hmm. stadium is like wow so and so, you know we're just out there we but just the thing i felt bad because you know julie really if the olympics had had you know the 10k then what a difference it would sure. have been for her because you know she was 5k 10k and yeah. 3,000 champion right but you know her knees didn't make it and in the Olympic trials in the marathon she got bad blisters so uh, technically I beat her in the race because I did finish yeah. <laughs> I finished way back yeah well of all like you know your times and you've got a lot of accolades you know post your running what are what kind of stands out that maybe means the most to you would you say um the 10K in high school, okay. Maggie Valley, um, Boston, and... The Rockaway Beach one was a great time. Oh, that was the one where I went in the wrong race. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was impressive. There was two races going on. That was yeah. great. The only other time I beat Joan was in a half marathon in the Bahamas, and that was, that was one of my best runs, too. I don't have any idea what the time was for that. Those are the ones, it seems like there might be one more, but those are the, and Pocatello, Idaho, the one I won the national cross country. It's the one I sent you guys the article. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. Cool. And actually that race, it's the only time I remember, because Julie and I, um, you know, Julie beat me all the time, and, and it wasn't like, it wasn't like com I was competitive trying to, but for that particular race, Julie told me that she, when Dad was talking about how he tried to psych people out by running fast, <sighs> It was at altitude because it was in Pocatello. And Julie told me she was going to make her move at the mile mark, which she never really told me that before, but she did. So we both went, and they didn't go with us, the whole group. And I think they were afraid of the altitude. And then as we got closer to the end, like, Julie wasn't with me. And I, like, I think I, like, turned back or something, <laughs> you know. Like and I think she said go on or something. Yeah. I, I don't remember for sure. That's kind of in my head. So it was, yeah, it was really weird. Cause yeah. Well, just growing up, what I mean, some some of the folks who listen are, are well, people who live here in the Raleigh community. What were some of the places you loved to run here when you were growing up, and then also, you know, at NC State? Definitely yeah. a big question we've gotten. Yeah. The main the main place that we ran was Fallon Park around that park. Okay. And just, my oldest brother 
we've done laps and laps. It's about a mile and a little less than a mile and a quarter down. Yeah, we've had, we've measured it before. Mile and a fifth. Mile yeah. and a fifth. Yeah. And we also ran Drury Hills, which was a four mile in the hills. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, and we do um, sometimes we do the Carolina Country Club, but that, although I didn't, I like the scenic neighborhood routes. Um, but those are the ones. And then we would run every day from to Cardinal Gibbons from here. We'd run to NC State because Dad was a PE teacher for almost 30 years. Yeah. We'd take a shower, change at the gym, and Dad would give us our books, and we beat it across Western Boulevard to go to school. That's when Cardinal Gibbons was it was kind of right below where the current where the new Catholic uh, cathedral is, correct? Yeah. 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 Near Sammy's. Yeah, near yeah. Sammy's. That's right. So we did two a day workouts since I was at least since I was a junior, and I think that made a big difference in our running. So that was a main. Yeah. A main course for us, and in college we had a place called the Lake Course, okay. which is down Avon Ferry, and now what is Around Lake Ro- and what was Lake Ro- so like Lake so Centennial campus, I guess now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We did that, and we did Lake Boone Trail, um, some of the distance. We did some at Umstead. We didn't do a whole lot because we had our cross country course. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, and we did the cross country and the um, intramural field and the track. Yeah. So those were kind of. We didn't have to go too far for for running. Yeah. Do you still keep up with the sport? Do you still check results or? or Not too much, although we saw a little bit on television, you know, when they had the championships. Um, If I've known somebody, but most of the people I knew, uh, although I'm happy, like I said, when I watched the Nationals, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah, Sydney team win it all this year was pretty awesome. I mean, and not only did they win, I mean, we were, like, shocked because the whole time you're watching the race – they didn't even give state credit for being like in the front. They were saying all this other stuff, and it's like, I think they all five of them were in the top ten, which has probably never happened. They were dominating this year for you sure. Know. So that was kind of that was kind of neat. So we keep our ear open that way when we see the wolf packer and you know different things. But, yeah, but I haven't kept up too much. Really. Yeah, and, and Mike, one thing we were talking about before we started recording. Um, this kind of fitting to our event that'll be at Cardinal Gibbons. You helped start the program over there. What was it like starting a high school track cross country program? It wasn't bad at all because the parents. It was a small school. Uh, it's huge now. See, when my grandson graduated there a couple years ago, so 165 easy never to remember in the graduating class. They didn't have much over 150 people at the moment any time I was here. So the parents were real good about helping out. They'd drive the kids here, they'd get that, they'd help set the course up. I mean, it was just fun being with the parents there to go on through and have them help. Always glad to do something. And that program's still thriving well, I was gonna say, Oh, well, it wasn't anything like that when I was here. We were not that good. Yeah. We, again, since they made special provisions for us, like <laughs> Apex would do that, and Athens Drive let us jump into some of their meets, even though we didn't have enough kids, you know. Yeah. Just so we wouldn't be any problem. They'd start us 25 yards behind them. We should agree and send them for our kids because sometimes the kids get worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mike, I got one kind of one final question for my end. I mean, you, you know, obviously incredible family. You helped, you know, start a youth kind of running movement. You gave opportunities for a lot of, you know, women through you just your involvement, your encouragement. Obviously started the, the program at Cardinal Gibbons. What do you, what would you say you're kind of most proud of? Probably John, the oldest boy, when he finished third in the world in the pentathlon. Uh, it was in Moscow and they weren't supposed to do it. And he wasn't supposed to be there. He just had one of those weeks that they would bet each day. Then he went on because when you don't expect it at all, no, that is not there because I didn't expect it to do that well in Boston. I, and, and, uh, but it's funny, I did expect her to win all three at uh, Hope County. Kathy McMullen, do you remember her name, Kathy McMullen? I don't. She was no. second in the Olympics. Silver, silver, silver medalist in the long jump. Okay. She's still holds the high school national record wow. for the long yeah. jump. Wow. She yeah. still holds it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
She wow. still holds. Boy, now that's going way back. Twenty-four yeah. feet as a high school. She's in the How North Carolina feet? High School Hall of Fame. Well, I saw her there when she really when she came for it. Yeah, yeah. you sound like AC. <laughs> I was a statistician yeah. too. So. One thing that um, just to go back to what you were saying about running then, but like now, a number of times recently, Dad and I. There's so many people that run now. Yeah. Everywhere you look around our park, the green. I do the greenway a lot now. I do four miles. Yeah. I figured that's enough. It's I call it running. It's not. It's it's slower than when I used to warm up a lot slower, yeah. but at least it's going. But there's so many. Every different ages. Tons of women, all different ages. So yeah. it's really kind of neat. Dad's happy about that. And he also worked a lot with his fitness club in Raleigh, I mean, at NC State. A lot okay. of the professors would come. It's a big camaraderie. I think I remember just, you know, when I was out there doing junior striders, and there'd be a group of professors during yep. lunch. Yeah. Is, I assume, was that something you had to, you probably had to help start, or, or you got you got going? I just sort of fell in with them. We just <laughs> got like that. They're still doing it. But I don't know how much. I can't say that now because I can't remember. But Dad I still did. goes to state. He goes to the pool twice a, twice oh, a week. I see the guys. Like A.B. Harrison. Yeah. Well, if anyone's in Raleigh that might be listening at some point, they've been here long enough. They've definitely seen you, Mike, biking, well, potentially running, but definitely biking. And then just to know still that you're still getting to the pool over at NC State at the ripe age of 40? 93. 93. Oh, yeah. Wow. 93. Wow. Well, this is, uh, I tell you, I, hear from me when I say it is an honor to have you on. As I mentioned earlier, thank the world of your family. Uh, Julie was coaching Junior Striders, obviously, and her two sons who I ran with. And we you know, again, Mike, you'd come out and you'd help us with Pacing Thursdays. I won't forget it. And you'd help us. You used to tell the story of guys when they'd run inside of Reynolds Coliseum around, and they, they didn't have to look at their watch. They knew their splits down to the hundredth. You I remember? I distinctively remember you telling that, and I was like, here I was at eight or nine, nine or ten years old, thinking I'll never get there. Here I am, you know, a couple decades later, still running, still trying to get my pacing down. <laughs> but but you played a it. well, exactly. It's going up. Um, but but you played a part in that, and so it's um it's an honor that we get to put on this race at a high school that you helped found the program. And so a lot of what we do is kind of a continuation of the work you've started. And so I just want to on this podcast say thank you for. The encouragement and the work you put in for the Raleigh running community, and uh, and and obviously how you know decades later it's having ripple effects. So thank you. Oh gee, thanks for interviewing. There's one other thing I, if we could get in, and that was get it much that Raleigh Parks and Recreation helped us. I needed a logistic help. There's so many. We had a meet down there when we had 60 heats at the 100 yard dash. It's June 60 heats. Okay. Girls on one side of the track, boys on the other. The girls started this way and went that way. The boys started that way this way. So to get in, but Raleigh Recreation with Ray Folsom. Ray was incredible as far as organized as could be and being nice to people. Uh, he'd settle things when there'd be disagreements, just like that. I don't know if he's still alive. But we'll have to ask because Raleigh Parks and Rec are a good partner of ours. They you are. Know, we put on the half marathon in December, yeah. Yeah. and they're a great help. So oh. they've helped us get that off the ground. We kind of resurrected it. Good. So yeah, yeah, we're trying to continue some of the the road racing that you started. Exactly. So. These guys are great. No, I didn't start the road racing. Fred well, Hurd did. Okay. I but, ran the meet director the Durham Raleigh Marathon, but it was Fred that got it started and okay. did all the. Duly noted, but we're going to give you credit for it, okay? Because Fred's not <laughs> with us right now. So. He's in Chapawinity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Mary, thanks so much. Yeah, you obviously you. had an illustrious career much. and doing incredible work and a faithful work. And so we just really appreciate you. And sure. we're, please know if she tunes in, Julie, you're also very much here in spirit in terms of, I know you're not, it, you're on the part of the state. We'll but get you next time. We'll Julie. get you next time and just appreciate y'all's family. And, and then Gail, go. Any final thoughts? I want to make sure you've been, you've helped us so much get a lot of this information together. Of course, ran with the, the family back in the day. Any, any sort of final thoughts or, or things? Before we start I just to want to down. say, my, you know, Mike had such an influence on so many people. I think one reason I went into coaching was just, you know, what he helped me get out of running. I wanted to give that back. And you did that for a lot of people. And we appreciate that. Well, thanks. It was fun. And it's good when you got people that are eager to learn. Yeah. 
Well, but it's fun to it's fun to be under the tutelage of someone who is an encourager, who loves the sport and cares for the people. And I think yeah. from from what I remember, and I know what everyone here is saying, that that was very evident by how you lived and and and, and coached. And so thank you again for 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 setting that example because that is absolutely something that will continue. And um, we're 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 going to keep putting on road races and track races and keep. Uh, galvanizing the local running community in, in, in the spirit of what you started. So thank you again. Just a thing popped in my head. Is Jim Young still? Jim Young he is, is around. He is yeah, around. Yeah, I'd say him in a while, but he's oh, still yeah. he's still out there. And he sponsors races or did COVID he's, put him out of He's business? been timing stuff. Timing. I'm sure he's still yeah. doing a few. I don't think yeah. he's doing quite the workload he was. Butch Robertson's still around too. Yeah. You know, he coached his state after I left and just went full-time PE. Uh, he came in there, he was in the Rossi program and somehow got out of the Army and whatever he did, but boy, he was fantastic for timing races all over the state. Learn yeah. something new every day. I mean, it's good to connect these dots. Uh, a lot of this has been more informative than anything, you know, but between Gail's research and uh, and us kind of digging in. It's it's a thrill for Sandy and I to be talking to you both yeah, today. Absolutely. Uh, whether it was intentional or not, Mike, you were probably one of the biggest feminists in the running world. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, did you know when here, you started here. this uh, that Mary would be finishing third in the Boston Marathon? I mean, that's something everybody knows about. No. <laughs> uh, so, good. Mary, any final thoughts? What would you just no, I appreciate it. was nice yeah. being able to go back and remember these things with y'all. And, and I know when you ran with my nephew yeah. and, and stuff like that. So we really appreciate all that you guys do. And, um, yeah, it's been a blessing in many ways, huh, Dad? Oh, yes. Yeah, and this really energizes my dad to be able to talk about this because he always told us whenever we got a job, make sure you do something that you really love. Mm. And he's always loved being at NC State. Yeah, and in fact, I know folks won't be able to see, but he, Mike, right now is wearing an NC State Pete or Carmichael <laughs> Gymnasium T-shirt. Um, <laughs> probably got a few decades on of wear on that. I'm gonna guess. Probably more. Probably more. <laughs> Still probably utilizing. More. Yeah. Right. Well, we love Raleigh. We love the local running community. Anytime we get to bring folks on who have had such an impact, it is a gift. So, from Pat and I, thank you so much. The Summer Miles crew, thanks for tuning in. Pat, I'll let you have the final word. Yeah, uh, this this has been a blast. If you guys have listened, make sure to join us uh, Friday, August 5th over at Cardinal Gibbons. At Cardinal Gibbons. For the eighth running of the Sir Walter Miller.